Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods, bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buke Outdoors podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host Sheldon Marion. And before we get into this episode, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen to it, head over to pretty well any major podcast platform and search up the Buick Outdoors podcast if you just want to listen to it. Uh, If you are just listening to it and you want to watch the video version, head over to our YouTube channel and there'll be a podcast playlist uh, as well as there's a playlist for all of our other outdoor adventures, hunting, fishing, exploring, cooking. Uh, There's a little bit of everything for everyone and then while you're over there, Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Well, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh, I know I've been away for a little while here, but uh, I'm back out of here now. Uh, This fall, we were pretty busy uh, doing a pile of chicken hunting. I'm sure if you uh, watch our YouTube videos, you've seen quite a few videos coming out of our chicken hunts. And uh, yeah, after this fall... uh, I just kind of put this on the back burner, took a little break for a little bit, but uh, I'm back at it here now. So I'll be putting at least one out per month kind of thing, maybe maybe two per month. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But anyways, yeah, this, uh, this winter we've been off to actually a pretty slow start. In November it was really warm, couldn't really go anywhere, there's hardly anything for snow. And then in December here, uh, we ended up having that real cold snap. That happened, and then I was working for three weeks straight. And now that I'm home, uh, you know, the weather is just not cooperating again. Uh, The weather itself, it's nice, but uh, all the roads around here, they're just slippery as hell, full of ice. We got hoar frost everywhere. So uh, I've been just kind of hanging out at home, to be honest with you. I did make it out to Ingle Lake, and... uh, I was going to try to do a overnight fishing trip out there uh, along with uh, do a review video on my ice auger and I was able to do the review video but uh, as soon as I punched through the ice the water started to come up through the uh, through the ice and there was about an inch and a half of uh, flood water out there and once you have that flood water uh, th- there's not much you can do. <laughs> Uh, even if you just punch a hole through the snow and through the ice kind of thing and just leave everything there, eventually everything just kind of turns to slush and uh, it's not very fun whatsoever. Plus, I want to do an overnight trip 
So if I set up the tent, uh, the tent skirting would have eventually froze down into that flood water. Uh, my cot would have went through the snow and got into the water. And then plus I had the dogs out there with me as well. And uh, yeah, after after about 10 or 15 minutes after I punched through the ice, I was just kind of watching it and seeing what was happening. And yeah, the dog's feet, they were already wet. My feet were wet and I was standing in slush. And uh, yeah, it's it's just not too much fun when you're uh, dealing with that stuff. So I packed everything up uh, and I came home. If you guys want to watch that review video, it's on the Ion R1. It's an 8-inch electric ice auger. And that thing was just wicked. I wasn't too sure about an electric ice auger. I wanted to get a power auger for a little while. Uh, this one came on sale and it was actually cheaper than the gas ones. So I thought, ah, what the heck, why not? I'll, I'll give it a go. And I'm telling you, that thing is wicked. I punched through the ice in just a few seconds and it's an 8 inch bit. Uh, the hardest thing with that is pretty well pulling it out of the truck and only weighs like 23 pounds and it, that thing is just phenomenal. Uh, the problem with the electric ice augers though, uh, I wouldn't feel overly too confident right now uh, taking it into like a real remote place where you have to like slide in kind of like Clue Lake for your 20 miles from the truck. Uh, just because it is, it runs on a battery. Uh, if you have a generator with you, that it'd be fine then. But if you uh, if you have just a real remote sled in place where you don't have a generator or anything like that, I I would probably still just bring my hand auger or maybe even a gas powered one. They've been around for generations now and they are fairly reliable. I've seen those place or I've seen those in some. Uh, pretty remote places and haven't really run into too many issues with them but uh yeah the world of electric motors and battery powered stuff it's just phenomenal uh with that ion it has a 5 amp 40 volt battery uh with the 8 inch one that i got supposedly you can go through i think they're saying 1600 inches of ice on one battery charge uh granted that's probably on like a warm day where your battery's not getting cold kind of thing and then if you get the 10 inch model uh, i believe it's 1200 inches of ice so with that i bet you there'd be a lot of people out there that they're only gonna charge that battery like once and then plus two to quote unquote fire it up you put the battery on it you put the little rubber strap on it and you pull the trigger and you're cutting ice uh I've seen a lot of gas-powered ones where whoever put it away last year didn't put any, like, fuel stabilizer in it or didn't drain the gas tank or anything like that. Or there's frost in the carb and whatever the reason is, you know, it won't fire up or it'll fire up and it'll die after you hit the throttle. Or it runs, but it kind of just spits and sputters and doesn't run properly. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be issues I'll have eventually with my electric one too but uh yeah for me I don't really do too much remote stuff uh and if I do I honestly just like bringing my hand auger uh as long as my arms work and my blades are sharp the hand auger usually does a pretty good job uh they're the most reliable for sure 
But uh, yeah, that electric ice auger, that thing has been, uh, it's a game changer, really. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about using that here for the next few years or however long I have it. And I think when that thing busts and breaks up eventually, because I'm pretty rough on my stuff, so far, like, I've only used it once, so I'm just kind of blowing smoke right now. But I wouldn't have a problem buying a second one. Uh, you can run it, I mean, if it goes through 1,600 inches of ice, you can run it all day long, and you'll, you won't run out of gas kind of thing. Also, with it being electric, I can set up my ice fishing tent. Get it all staked down if the wind's blowing like crazy. You can get into a nice warm shack. And when you start drilling, you don't have to worry about the fumes. You don't have to worry about gas spilling out. You don't have to mix oil and gas together and all that. You, you just take your battery, plug her in, and away you go. And it's super simple. So uh, for that aspect, you know, it's awesome. And then if you have like an ice fishing shack that actually goes out on the ice that you pull in behind and stuff, you don't have to leave your doors and windows open to clear all the air out and all that. Uh, you can just fire it up and punch your holes. Uh, the way that the blade design is too, uh, it's not just two blades. They're in the middle. There's like a, like a chisel tip. So apparently according to Ion, the way that works is if your hole freezes over, uh, if you've ever seen that before, that ice, for whatever reason, it seems to be just kind of hard for your, your blades to grab again. And that chisel tip, it kind of gives it almost like a pilot hole to go into. And they say drilling through uh, a pre-drilled hole kind of thing that throws over, uh, that makes it so much easier to go through. So if you do have an ice fishing shack that you just drag out onto the ice and... Uh, you leave it there for the winter or whatever. When you come back the next weekend or a couple days later or whatever the case is. Uh, yeah, they say you can just open up your hatches, grab your ion, put it on there, and it just zips through it like nothing. And uh, yeah, the, the ice out there in Inga, it was probably about two, two and a half feet thick. And it took me, I don't know, a few seconds to drill through it you know maybe 10 to 15 seconds i wasn't counting or nothing but uh it was quick and that's with the eight inch too it wasn't like a small little six inch so uh yeah <laughs> this is starting to kind of sound like a commercial for ion but uh yeah if you guys want to check that video out and uh if you're in the market for one wheel or whatever but uh yeah i'll let you guys decide which one you want to buy i would honestly lean towards that electric one though it is it is that good but anyways yeah uh in november i said that me and shelby went out and we snared some rabbits and that was a nice little trip that we did well it wasn't a trip it was just up the road here but uh you know it brought back a lot of good memories for me it just reminded me so much of being on the trap line and then i also really enjoy teaching people uh just the way of trapping and hunting and fishing. I mean, that's why I started Buick Outdoors. And, you know, having Shelby right in there and actually wanting to learn, uh, it, was, it was pretty wicked. Uh, you know, and it just, yeah, it reminded me so much of running the trap line too, where you head out to the bush, you're looking for sign, you eventually 
see where the rabbits have been running down the road. You find where their little paths are and stuff. And you always set on site and show Shelby how to initially make a snare, how to set it, how to make your guide sticks, put the little chin stick up. Uh, you can do one where it has like a drag pole. And she was right in, right in there with me. And she enjoyed the heck out of it. And then the next day when we're going out and just checking her traps, you know, it was, we're not checking her traps, checking her snares. And, uh, you know, it just reminded me so much of our trapping days. And it was just like a nice, soothing, calm drive. You know, it's, man, I, I miss that so much. Uh, it sucks that uh, the fur industry is taking a turn for pretty well the worst, but, uh, it is what it is. I'm just glad that I got the opportunity growing up to uh, call myself a trapper there for a little while anyways. And even uh, even when we were out trapping, I know a lot of people, they think trapping is all about, you know, killing an animal for, for the hide. But it for me anyways, it was never about that. Uh, the catching an animal and getting its hide was a, a byproduct of why you were out there almost you know getting to go out into the bush where everything is relying on you kind of a thing uh it's such a nice calm feeling almost when you're when you're out there and you know that whatever whatever happens is because of you uh if you have a good weekend for a good week, month, however long you're out there for. It was because you did it. You put it in the work and you put in the effort. Uh, also, just like from the time that you get to the cabin to the time that you leave, it's peaceful. Uh, if you're living in town, you know, maybe ask yourself, when was the last time that you've actually been somewhere where you've been able to just stand there and not heard a noise? Other than maybe a squirrel or a chickadee chirping. You know what I mean? And for us, we have that every single weekend out on the trap line. And, oh man, I'm telling you, it was just the... One of the best feelings in the world is feeling at peace. And being out at the cabin on the trap line, you felt at peace the entire time. You know, so that is what I truly miss about trapping. I, it has nothing to do with killing a marten or a fisher or a squirrel or a lynx or wolf or wolverine. Like, there is pride that comes with that. Uh, but happiness doesn't. Happiness comes from the peace and serenity of just being out, being one with nature, kind of being equal with nature. You know, if you're in the middle of our north line, you were 40 miles from the cabin. And if you broke down, you were just like that lynx that you're going after. You're just an animal in the bush. <laughs> and you just hope that you can make her back and uh, survive the night or whatever the case may be, you know. But, you know, it, it really, really made me miss the trapping days and... It made me miss like my kind of beginnings of when I first moved out to Buick. Uh, when I first moved out here, all the roads out here, all the wells were still flowing. And the roads were 
plowed and graded and there was just like endless opportunities to go outside and explore and now things are kind of winding down uh a lot of these uh natural gas wells they're all kind of dying off a lot of the places are shut in you can't get in to pretty well 80 percent of the roads here now so you know when i first moved out here uh, that's one thing I used to do all the time was drive around and uh, set rabbit snares. So it kind of brought back that nostalgia too of like my beginnings of Buick kind of a thing. And that was, oh geez, that was about 10 years ago now. So, I mean, it was, it was like a two-part thing. And uh, man, it was, it was enjoyable. But now we got, uh, we had a couple of big, big dumps of snow and, rabbit tracks they kind of disappear until it stops snowing for a couple of days so we haven't been able to get back out yet but uh, eventually i'd like to get back out here sometime this winter and do it again but that's all just kind of depending on weather one other thing that we we're wanting to do is uh head out to moberly lake again uh this time we're wanting to go a little bit earlier uh last year i think we were out there uh i want to say at the beginning and the end of march uh, so we, it sounds like we kind of missed the ling fishery that kind of happens around January and February kind of a thing. Uh, this year though, uh, we were going to go there this week. Uh, but unfortunately because of the conditions of the road, uh, there's been a pile of accidents, trucks in the ditches and all that stuff. So I pulled the pin on that, but, uh, hopefully my next set of days off, we're able to head out there and do an overnight trip in my new ice fishing tent i got one of the uh otter pro resort ice fishing tents uh i again i did a review video on that and uh man that, again like it's another just amazing thing that i bought here this year i'm really kind of upgrading everything i'm kind of doing the buy once cry once policy where it does cost a lot of more a lot more money but the build of it and the quality is i mean there's a reason why it costs so much uh with this one here it's an insulated tent and i've wanted to buy an insulated tent for quite a while uh but when i go out ice fishing you know i like to be comfortable i like to be able to stand up i like to be able to bring the dogs and i have enough room where i can bring cots and sleeping bags and spend the night and all that stuff you know i don't like to go out for like an hour or two I like to go out for a day or two kind of a thing uh so this one here the total fishable area is 103 square feet and it's fully insulated all the way around uh on the one side has just like that regular kind of v door uh just what you see on every other ice fishing tent uh and then on the other side it has an actual manway door so the zipper goes all the way from the bottom of the ice and it comes up all the way and up and over your head so in that way when you open it up it's just a clear straight through path there's nothing that you're gonna be tripping on and uh man like the thing is wicked uh tonight i'm actually gonna be setting it up in the yard here and uh we're gonna be doing a little overnight pretty well camp out just in the yard in it because i've i gotta get out of the house i've been inside for not quite a week, but uh, a few days, and I'm starting to get a little squirrely. 
it kind of happens to guys like me where you know i'm just an outdoorsman i can distract myself with you know the odd game or movie or youtube whatever but there comes a time where i have to go outside <laughs> so even if it's something as simple as just going outside and have a little camp out uh in the yard or on the driveway or whatever and we're honestly going to be cooking some hot dogs over the the buddy heater and just relaxing and kind of just uh, breathing in fresh air kind of a thing you know uh it's kind of hard to describe to most people but i'm sure if uh if you're like me you know exactly what i'm talking about where when you're inside you just kind of you almost feel boxed in kind of a thing so you just need to go outside and heck even just to go outside just to be outside you know it feels good uh when we have like a real warm chinook or especially in like spring summer and fall i go outside and i'll have a little fire or i just have a cup of tea out on the porch kind of thing just to look at the stars you know listen to one of the airplanes that flies over and you, know, you try to get that peace and quiet and I think for me it's it's almost it's almost like I'm constantly trying to chase that uh peacefulness and that serenityness serenity or whatever word I'm trying to say and like just like that calm feeling that you get from when I was at the cabin kind of thing you know I'm I'm always always kind of chasing that almost like a drug and uh you know there's a lot of times too like I want to find that I'm still looking for that one special place out in the bush where I can just call it kind of, you know, my camping spot and have a nice little place set up and I can just go there whenever and maybe bring my ice fishing tent, pop it up, use it like a pop-up wall tent or when it's warm, sleep on the ground, sleep on a cot, bring a sleeping bag kind of thing. And, you know, just cause when you're, when you're out in the bush, and you're just surrounded by trees, you listen to the wind, uh, it's it's so nice and soothing, and we kind of have that at uh, the one spot that we kind of nicknamed Blaine's Tree, uh, there's a funny story with that, we call it Blaine's Tree because we were out having a fire, and we decided to spend the night out there, and I, I cooked us up some food and all that stuff, and then when we were done, I was stoking the fire, and Blaine ended up getting comfy beside a great big spruce tree and there's a willow there and he almost used the willow kind of like as a pillow he kind of wrapped his arm around it and it was kind of prop him up there so we just named it Blaine's tree <laughs> and uh you know we've actually been back there uh I've been there I think four times now and spent the night Shelby's been there twice Blaine's been there once or twice as well and we've spent the night there a few times. Uh, the one day, we just went out there and had a fire and BSed around the fire for a couple of hours. Once it was dark for, oh, I don't know, it was dark for a while. It was about midnight, and we thought, well, maybe we should go back home. And so we hopped back into the trucks and came back home here, and everybody went to sleep because we didn't have the sleeping bags or anything like that. We just... uh Went out there with the camping chairs and 
pretty well my axe and I think my chainsaw and yeah, we just had a nice relaxing time out in the bush and you didn't hear nothing except for a couple of coyotes and I think there was a raven that flew over and one airplane. Other than that, there wasn't a sound of nothing out there other than just us enjoying ourselves and uh man it was it was really nice. It was nice and soothing and ah it does a it does you good when you get you get to head out and uh do something like that, you know. Especially if when you if you live in town, you know man, you gotta get away from all the noises of town and just head out to the bush. Even if you just go to a an empty provincial park and just sit on a picnic bench, you know whatever. If you're a guy that likes KFC, get your bucket of chicken, head out to the lake. <laughs> and just like have lunch outside you know something simple like that it uh doesn't exactly reset you but it definitely makes you feel a lot better and uh you know i'm really trying to focus on that here this year seeing how it's new year's and all that stuff uh you know i just want to put myself into more peaceful situations i guess is what you could call it and uh yeah i'm hoping you guys uh you guys kind of do the same thing. But seeing how this is the first one that I've done in quite a while, I'm fairly rusty at it. So I'm kind of running out of things to say here. So I uh, appreciate you guys kind of waiting for this new podcast to come out. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to just listen to this, uh, it is available everywhere uh, that you get podcasts. You know, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, a bunch of other smaller ones like Podbean. Uh, yeah. Basically, anywhere that you can get a podcast, you can listen to this. Uh, also, if you're uh, if you're just listening to this and you want to watch it, well, we do put out the, uh, the video version. Uh, it's usually just me kind of kicking back and relaxing in the office or in the holiday trailer. But uh, I'm slowly working on getting some new microphones that are just kind of clip-on wireless microphones. And then that way I can take this out abroad so when I'm out in the ice fishing tent or sitting around a campfire or whatever, me and one other person, if I want to have a guest on there, we can just clip on this wireless microphone and we can just do a uh, a podcast abroad. Uh, I don't know the audio, audio quality of it, but it'll be a nice little change of scenery anyways. Uh, also over on YouTube, we have... I think we're up to 216 videos there now. Uh, most of them, I'd say, are are good. Some of them are, are not so great. But there is quite a few videos over there that you can watch. Uh, lots of gear reviews, hunting, fishing, exploring, false hunting. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. But anyways, guys, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching. Uh, please head over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We're growing every day. And uh, yeah, hopefully one of these days here in the next couple of years or so, or whatever, I can somehow get lucky and turn this into a full-time job. And uh, yeah, anyways, guys, that's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one.